Welcome everyone to What's Brewing CISFA. What's Brewing CISFA is a podcast produced for the California Community Colleges Student Financial Aid Administrators Association. I'm your host, Dennis Schrader. I serve as the 2021-2022 outgoing CISFA past president. And I'm Danny Yarbrough, Dennis's co-host and fellow employee at Los Angeles Mission College. What's Brewing CISFA hopes in it inform you and entertain you for about 30 minutes at a time. So let's start the show. And welcome to another episode of What's Brewing CISFA. Let's start this show with our first cup. Dana, where's your cup? Where's your cup? Oh man, I've already had four. I bet. <laughs> I don't doubt it. You two, and your fancy look, cup. Look, two before uh, I started and then mm-hmm. two uh, while I started. Wow. Yeah. I will say I am on my second cup. Mm-hmm. I tried my morning blend. Okay. How do you like it? Uh, I put some of my oat milk uh, creamer into it. Do you like it? It kind of made it a little weird. It oh. was okay. I mean, the, I like the morning blend because it is lighter. Okay. I'm not a dark roast, right. uh, mm-hmm. you know, super bitter coffee. So I went with whoever bought the Pete's um, oh, yeah. Cafe Domingo yeah. uh-huh. medium roast mm-hmm. for my second cup. And that's what this is. Uh-huh. No, I think the oat milk probably works better with more robust type of Maybe. flavored coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, um, probably because it balances out um, better the bitterness of the, your, of the coffee. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's probably better to stick to like the Pike Place okay. or the, uh, the Colombian. Okay. That we have for the the Don Francisco. Oh, the Don Francisco. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, have you tried the vanilla creamer I bought? The vanilla creamer? No. It's the blissful one in the fridge. Oh no, I haven't tried it yet. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I think yeah. it's pretty good. Okay. Such it's a, a new flavor. Okay. What can I say? And then the oat the the oat milk one is that flavored too, or is it just? It's oat? hazelnut flavor. Maybe that's why too. Maybe the hazelnut threw me yeah, off. Yeah, maybe it's the hazelnut. Okay. Yeah. They do have one that's also brown, brown sugar. Brown sugar, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a little concerned if that would be yeah. too much to ask of a creamer. Yeah, because of the flavor. <laughs> yeah, because it's you know it's already yeah. it's already plant based, so yes, you know, there's already going to be some differences. So to add flavor in it, yeah, it might change. It's going to change it up a little. Yeah, yeah. but we can mm-hmm. try. You know. Yeah. It is I, as I told you. How did Dennis buy it? Based on what? Uh, the 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 brand, right? And also cost. Oh, the cost. It was the most expensive Listen, one he just, could find. Just because it costs a lot doesn't mean it was. it's the best. Not necessarily. It's all natural, though. Mm. Versus the ones that literally say made by Monsanto just Chemical cause Company. Just because it says it's all natural it, don't it mean is. it's all natural. Don't they believe that. Don't tell me they're lying to me yes. about my coffee creamer. They probably are. You probably should actually read the ingredients. Look, I did. Yeah. I did read it. It was all stuff I understood. Are you sure? Not even a preservative in there. That's why it probably goes bad in like three days. <laughs> but you guys drink enough coffee creamer here that that ain't going to happen. Oh, man. And I think we have a we we have stocked up, so we should yes. get at least for the you month. You bought two of the gigantic coffee comrade I ones. I sure did. I sure did. Um, and then what's the other one? Delish it's or del- something? Yeah. Um, I didn't notice Darjeeling, that. Darjeeling, right. I think. Dar- Delish or Darjeeling? I don't know. I, I thought it was know. like a short name. Maybe it is from Darjeeling. I don't know. It might be the first. Have one. you seen that movie, Darjeeling of course. Express? Limited. Yeah. Limited. Uh, limited. Limited. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm a Wes Anderson fan for sure. Okay. Yeah. Actually, was watching Isles of Dogs yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny you mentioned that. Uh huh. Um. 
But anyways, uh, yeah, that one's hazelnut. That one's actually pretty good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I may try one. Yeah. I may try one of those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I hooked us up with the big ones because I noticed we've been going through them pretty fast. Yes, so. my first oak milk one. Uh, Did it last a week? Barely. Right? Yeah. Came Friday, I think, and I was like, I got the last bit, and I was like, huh, I don't drink that much amount of coffee. And this bottle emptied out pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And it looks like it's like a liter's worth of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So, Because mm. I think we all, except with the with the exception of maybe two people here in the uh-huh. office, I think we all pretty much are coffee drinkers. Yes, and you're, uh, for the longest time, I didn't add anything. Uh, and then for whatever reason, I added some, and now I'm onto the creamer kick. You're on the... <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. And it's then a, wait till you, and then like we're saying, when you start exploring flavors and then you, mm-hmm. now it sounds like, it seems like you're into the plant-based stuff. So, well, I'm trying yeah. to keep it more natural because I forgot what I was listening to. Some comedian or something was commenting about in their workroom place, all the, uh, again, I'm not going to use a brand, but let's say coffee comrade as opposed to something else. Uh, coffee friend. Uh, it was a case of, uh, if you read all the stuff as far as, oh, yeah, yeah, you got flavor, but uh-huh, it's like but literally, yeah. you know, it mm-hmm. was uh, engineered by DuPont or something, some <laughs> chemical plant. Yeah. So it was a little concerned. So it's interesting, yeah. Uh-huh. So that's why I'd try that. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, the oat milk is good because it has, you know, a little bit. I actually kind of like the oat milk a little bit better because I feel like it's creamier than the uh, almond milk. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, that's just my yeah. opinion. Uh-huh. I think I do have one of each. That I think the the vanilla might be the the almond milk. Almond milk. Yeah. The other one is the oat milk. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Nice. So we'll try that out for yeah, a while. For sure. But Dana, it is a Friday. It is. Uh, the, the show is the Ides of June, which means we're in the middle of June. Yes, we are. We're on show number one ninety seven, which means we have only three more after this. The everybody, count down. Let's go. So I didn't have anything specific. I just had on my like you could see on our uh, board here. Internet failings. Okay. You know, we are now, I was just thinking about this because I've had my home email since about 97. Okay. I think. What's your, yeah. what's your email? Like, is it? Uh, it's a, at hilarious.com. What is that? So this is how old it is. Remember back in the day, you could get AOL if you had AOL yeah, service at home. I remember that. I had no internet service at home for the longest time because I was at work all the time when I was a new professional. You know, when I finished grad school in 95. There really was no internet, and everything you'd do, you'd do from ho- from work at a computer or terminal. Everybody uh, old enough for to know what that means. You know, that's not really a computer. Uh, it's a tap into the network, into your uh, mainframe system. But um, so I signed up for my first one, and I did it by going to at the time CNN.com. Okay, which was early on the news front on the web. And they had this option. Again, this was Web 1.0. Whoa. Way back in the day, right? Yeah. So everything was really kind of junky looking. I'm sure if you go to like Internet Archives website, if you saw like an early CNN page, it was mostly text. News item, news item, news item. No real advertising yet because that, that swamp had not started up yet. But they had, for whatever reason, sign up for your own email account. And so you could pick, like, the last part of it from, like, a list of 100 things. You know, it would be, like, at doctors.com or at professionals.com. And I guess picked hilarious one day. Okay. And my first part of it is, without giving it away on the air here, 
is relatively simple. I mean, back in those days, you could literally have Dana at, you know, right. uh-huh. whatever. Because yeah. whereas now you'd be Dana 7895444. Right. Uh, you could literally get your name almost. And so that's been my account forever. They they sold it at some point to a company called Mail.com, and they still have like hundreds of different names you can pick from. But I've had that since like 97. Wow. And so I was thinking back on the internet as far as how far we've come along on some things. Mm-hmm. And so my internet failings, the first one is, I still don't understand why we don't have a really good lookup system for phone numbers. Like literally, you like someone calls you on the phone. Sometimes okay. if I'm near a computer, I'll punch in the phone number just to see what's said about them. Like if it's an 800 number, the first couple hits on your Google or other search will be like, you know, who's calling.com or whatever. And, you know, you'll see like a long line of people saying, must be a scam I hung up, you know, if there's like a oh, I comment board. Okay. But no mm-hmm. one's telling me what the heck they are. Um, or if they're okay. even a local number. So you, you, are you just trying to find out if it's a bot? Should or I pick a- it up or not? Yes, I'm oh, trying to. Oh, you're trying to figure out if it's a bot or actual in mm-hmm. human being? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure there's some services out there that will tell you But that. there's not like a wholly inclusive one that if I typed in, if I knew your home phone number and typed it into the web, it would tell me that it's you. There's not like one holy grail website of all phone numbers. Okay, so it sounds like when you retire, this is going to be your thing, right? No, I'd have to find a way to make money. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to collect them one by one. I'm going to uh, call every number right. I can uh-huh. and just go down the list and add right. one, add one, and there then just go. keep calling and go, and what's your name, sir? And what's your name, ma'am? And I'm just going to, you don't mind if I put you into the internet, do you? <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, some very interesting, yeah. some very interesting uh, phone calls you would definitely have there. So I think that's failing number one. Failing number two, floor plans for houses. Okay, so, so why are you searching for floor pan- plans? Because here's the thing. Head. I like to explore uh, real estate on the internet. Uh, a lot of times stuff I can't afford because I can't afford much at all. But it when it's like a fancy house, I'm like, this looks really interesting. I wonder what the floor plan is. Now, sometimes it's a, real, it's a realty site. Um, they'll have it because it's part of like the pictures of the house and then they'll have the floor plan. But there should be some way through like city documents and everything else and other stuff that I should just be able to pull up an address and see what like the approved plans for that house are. So I don't think you should have access to that. You don't think I should? Because that is a, um, I have some privacy issues with that. I don't think I want you to Google my house and be on some, oh, so this is where Dana's. That's Dana's safe room, bathroom everyone. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why that's I'm not, not asking for the room that's labeled like, you know. I don't know. Where I store all my uh, collectibles and all. I don't know, and sir. Here's a lock and here's a cask. There might be some privacy infringement <sighs> issues there as to why that information is not available. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess think more, maybe I should, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I should be talking to, to the to realtors n- out there that. When you post 40 pictures of a super fancy house, uh-huh. one of those pictures ought to be the floor plan. Because again. Tonight on Dateline. Yes. The floor plan killer. <laughs> <laughs> he only kills people in the second bedroom when they're en suite. And if there's a Jack and Jill bathroom, that's where you find I the hope, blood. I really hope the FBI, FBI wow. is really not listening to this podcast, I don't man. Think this is are, look, is this the making needs? Look, of, if uh, our numbers tell us anything, oh, barely anyone's listening. But that's okay, you know. Uh, uh, <clears throat> okay, so no floor plans. No. Here's okay. One more inter, uh, one more internet failing. Search results. 
So you put in like I'm I'm like looking for a paper written by something mm-hmm. or somebody. And sometimes it's really good about guessing like I spell yar mm-hmm. if you spell yarbro wrong mm-hmm. by adding a couple letters, eh, I might find it if it's like I I also said, you know, paper about homelessness in Pacoima uh findings, Dana, you know, it, it might mm-hmm. find you. Mm-hmm. But I find that the relevance and the trustworthiness isn't really there or even the currency as far as how new something is when you're doing searches. And I'm a little concerned because sometimes, especially when you're looking for academic stuff or research stuff or whatever, it's just like looking for a hotel. If I want to go to the Hilton in San Diego, don't give me 17 links beforehand that are all travel sites. Why don't you give me the link? To the Hilton in San Diego. You know, I think I. And might, I don't know. I know Google uh, must be pounding some money or something. I was from gonna. This. I was gonna say. I think it has something to do with um, uh, how you're data mined in your searches. So of course, what uh-huh. it's gonna do is going to populate um, ads first. Yeah, I think that's a then, lot of it. And then give yeah. you what you want. Actually, want that's. I think that's yeah. how it's structured. Actually, but it would be nice uh-huh. if again Google or otherwise. Now mm-hmm. I know there's some things that you can sometimes sort by relevance and other. Right. And you see this like on shopping sites. I go to like a place to buy audio video equipment and I type in, I'm looking for a sure microphone and then it'll come back with a list and it'll be like, I can sort by newest, oldest price mm-hmm. or relevance sometimes or some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think if Google had more of those kind of things right on their homepage with buttons or whatever, and again, it's Google, they got the money and the time to do this so that when people are doing, and maybe you just have a site that's like about research academic or otherwise or anything, you know, that you have those kind of buttons available or even like, you know, I'd say I want to buy a new audio mixer, like the one sitting next to you. I can do uh, eight channel audio mixers on Google. I get back, you know, a, a list of whatever things. And then on the side, there's like little buttons, like our color buttons on our roadcaster here. Right. And one says like relevance, price. Do you want to sort by features, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, yeah, or whatever that they start off, make it a little easier for me. I'm getting into that kind of world. I need things to be easier. Okay. To find things. So I'm going to sort of maybe kind of blow your mind for, mm-hmm. ac- if you're looking for academic-based mm-hmm. stuff, you got to go to Google Scholars. There's a website called Google Scholars? Yeah. Dear Lord, how did not told? <laughs> Apparently, I'm not a scholar, everybody, because <laughs> I'm being told Google Scholars exist. <laughs> Dear Lord. And then really? I'm going to let you know that Google's not going to format their website just for they you. They're gonna uh, want, they are going to they want you to <clears throat> treasure hunt. So yeah, that they spend can, more time. Yes, yes. And definitely click on the ones that say promotional yes, ads. Yes, it's all structured at the end of the day because of money to get you to buy I literally, stuff. when possible, let's say the first one pulls up is the ad and it's the website I want. I scroll down to below the ones that are the ads. And if I find the same one, I click that one. I don't want them getting credit <laughs> you know for it. That and some browsers, one of my good. one browser on one of my computers literally will not connect the ones that are from Google Ad Services. <laughs> I must have programmed that in early on. Probably so. Uh-huh. Smart in your thing, settings, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. No, but I, I understand. I understand the frustration. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's all advertising and yeah, money. Yeah, it really is. Getting us to it's buy. Awful. Getting me to buy those retro Jordans that I know I don't need. Yes. Yeah. I forgot. I think it was just Will Will Wheaton. Name mm-hmm. sound familiar, yeah, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. I think he just wrote an article, if I remember right, on Wall Street Journal 
literally asking us to return to the older days of the web. Oh, so where it's all like kind of like rudimentary and like. Well, like, it's not all just about pounding us for money and yeah. advertising. Oh, yeah. When it was fun. When it was fun. Yeah, it was you cool. know. Yeah. I mean, people, especially uh, uh, our younger clientele out there listening to us, if there is any, uh, back in the day, the web was a, a more innocent, I think he used the word innocent place. And he's not talking about being obscene. It's I know just, what you mean. It's yeah. just said, like, again, if I go to, uh, this is the one I, I, I still don't get. I go to Amazon. I kind of expect the Amazon layout, and it's all about Amazon. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Even if they're doing third-party sales, it's what it is. Mm -hmm. But if I go to certain sites, and all I, you know, if I go to a news site, and nothing but ads are around oh, it, yeah, it, you're sucks. throwing me off. I'm just yeah. trying to read. Or yeah. an article is broken up every yeah, paragraph with, with another line yeah. that says, don't forget this story, yeah. and an ad. Uh -huh. And uh, and then uh, don't forget this related story. I don't care. I'm trying to read. It's so oversaturated. It oversaturated. Yeah. Or, or websites. There's one uh, like Dogger Nation or whatever I like to go to for the news. Mm -hmm. It is the worst website. Aww. It's like short articles that I want to read about the Dogger. Yeah. But you have to get past the fact that it's got an autoplaying video, oh, man. which I don't care about. Yeah. And if you scroll past that video, it pops up in a little screen in the bottom. I have to still click no. Mm -hmm. And then the bottom's got a banner ad. And then on the right side's like 16 ads related to the last searches I've done on Google because they're stealing all that or taking all that data. Right. I'm just trying to read the ad. That's all we want to do. This is why let me, we got to go back to newspapers. What do you think about you that? Know, you know what? Actually, Dennis, I... Still like the written word, for mm -hmm. sure. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I never was a newspaper person. Sure, sure. But hardcover books, like actual yeah. physical books, yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Uh -huh. Thinking of that, yeah, I mean, I think of the type of things that I uh, subscribe to. Uh, so people know my political leanings from this. National Review Magazine, pretty much all text, right? <laughs> <laughs> text and columns and very few ads. And then they're not interspersed in the middle of an ad either or uh, of an article to screw me up. And then the national uh, national affairs, which is a little journal book, again not a single ad in it. Okay, all nothing but text, <laughs> and not teeny tiny text, like re reasonably reasonable? size, reasonable. Uh -huh. So you I, don't, I you don't need your reading glasses. I don't need my. Okay, I don't good. have any yet. Oh, I'm on that cusp okay. of trying to decide if I should uh, need some. Take the plunge, so. yeah. One eye better than the other. Uh, both of them good enough to drive. Okay, good. So you're still in a good place. I am. For now. Okay, that's, that's enough of my internet failings. Dana, what do you want to talk about today? Oh, man. So, uh, summer has started for us. Summer has started. Yeah. Spring semester's over. It is Graduation over. went fine. It was awesome. It was nice. Uh -huh. I think we talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so now we're hitting the pavement for summer, and yeah. it looks pretty good, I guess. Yeah, uh -huh. I think our numbers are coming along. Mm -hmm. We have good enrollment, which mm -hmm. is good compared to even some schools in our district that are still lagging <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but our numbers are looking good. We, I still don't understand how in uh, 2021 or 22, I'm sorry, I'm a year behind, students still don't apply for aid. Man, yeah. Apparently they're walking around with money, money falling out of their pockets Absolutely. and it's like, I can cover that. I'm, I I don't quite get it. So maybe we can get our friends over at Google to help us out with this. <clears throat> <laughs> About applying for the FAFSA. I maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know if you, you don't listen to the show as often, but I did have the uh, the news article that came out uh, posted. Um, if you didn't know, at one point Facebook, I think it was, 
was borrowing data from the Department of Ed's FAFSA website. Oh, shoot. So there's what they call a Facebook pixel. So on a website, there's like a little pixel you don't look at. But basically what it does is when someone goes to that website, that pixel is, in a sense, kind of like a cookie mechanism. Like it tracks you? It tracks them. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So now supposedly, face, supposedly, and again, it wasn't meant to be nefarious, but it was supposed to have been done to aid the department in helping mm. track people who start the FAFSA but may not finish, mm. et cetera, et cetera, right? Okay. But apparently that data was going off to the mothership of, of Facebook. Yeah. So that got killed off right away before all hell broke loose. Wow. But But- Again, I don't know what helps other than to have other uh, entities help students apply because I still don't quite get it. Honestly, I do think it is going to have to be a shift where we may have to look at social media platforms yeah. to help us. I, and hopefully it, it doesn't end up, like you said, nefariously, you know, where yes. it actually harms the student. So there definitely would have to be some boundaries. And yeah, I mean, there already, I mean, there is discussion that at some point we would have it where the mere fact that you do a tax return could be a trigger towards doing a FAFSA mm -hmm. and that if, again, they can't automatically uh, apparently like if you just right now, like if you file a tax return, they can't automatically tell you, Oh, we're going to take your information and make you uh, apply for aid. If you're going to school, you have to, initiate you have the, to say yeah. you have to give mm -hmm. consent or yeah. whatever, mm -hmm. but it would simplify that form too. Mm -hmm. Right. Because again, if they can just get all that information straight from the IRS, right. it would make things a lot Easier and quicker. Yes, quicker. exactly. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. So, yeah, I think um, they're going to probably have to start having those type of discussions. Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a different generation, you know, and the way they get their information and how quickly yeah. they're receiving it. Yeah, I think they're going to have to start thinking about alternative ways yeah. to, you know, uh, encourage individuals to apply. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it's this boiled down thing that it's, the cost of college itself, at least at community colleges, hasn't really grown. Right. Right. We're forty-seven dollars a unit. Uh -huh. We've been forty or forty-six. And w without forever, without making like. this show five hours long. Uh -huh. Now, isn't there like a like a deep history as to why community colleges are supposed to be free, or there is tuition supposed to be tacked on? Well. Many years ago, community colleges in this state, at least, were free. Right. Uh -huh. it, it's the open access idea. Okay. You know, students have to qualify to get to Cal States and UCs and certainly most private schools. Not the for-profits per se in the same way because they're not selective, you know, highly selective like, say, a Harvard or whatever. But community colleges are kind of, I don't, I don't want to say last-ditch effort. We're better well, than that. Well, yeah, absolutely. But we're open access mm -hmm. for those who still aspire to transfer on. Right. But then also for programs that universities tend not to do. You know, your vocational arts, your right. career technical, that as we call it now. Mm -hmm. Those kind of things. Um, so the free part was around for a long time, through the 80s and all, I believe, here in California. But it is one of those things that it becomes, uh, when it, if you're looking at, Free versus success, not always tied easily together. Again, right, if we, we don't want to spend five hours here. But again, if you don't have any skin in the game because everything's free, do you really care if you drop out eight weeks into a class that, uh, I guess I kind of got bored So that's why they or not put in effort? So they tack on the actual enrollment And, a, and it's a cost thing. Oh, so okay. now you got skin in the game. But then what did we do? We created the fee waiver yes, program uh -huh. along with that, again, to make certain those where even at that point it was $7 a unit. I remember. I Still, we're not declined getting in. So here in this district, I remember $7, then $10, then all of a sudden it was $46. Yeah. 
Yeah, there were some steps in there. I think it went 10, 11, 26, 46. Okay. And again, it was, again, uh, to alleviate some costs, but we've always had a fee waiver. Mm -hmm. At least half the students generally across the state qualify and apply. Uh Probably more qualified don't apply uh, for this fee waiver. So it's close to free. The free tuition movement currently is kind of to, again, access and remove cost barriers. But... On that, that's one side. Now, the other side, I've been reading a little bit about it. We may have to do some research on this is what they call higher cost, high aid as a concept. So in other words, you raise the cost overall, but you also offer significantly more aid. Okay. It's kind of the model of a lot of private nonprofit schools. Okay. You know, Harvard, it can't lower its cost per se um, because you have professors earning very large sums of money. Mm Mm-hmm. Like four dentists is worth of money. You know, that's a lot of money. Because they got to they do their research. Well, and, yeah. and it's a prestigious uh-huh. school, and that's right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you do that, but at the same time, you offer a significantly larger amount of Package, aid. yeah, financial aid package. That way, it accomplishes a couple things. One, especially based upon prestige and selectivity, those who can pay and have the resources to pay and want to go to that school may not get as much aid because they don't have the need. But they'll pay. So now you're actually making revenue. And then those who are uh, less economically advantaged, but as academically suited for that institution can still attend too, because the school offers like, you know, uh, you know, full tuition and some money towards room and board. Versus the model that we have in the community colleges, which is we keep keeping tuition down. But again, we lose that skin in the game model there. And all the money that we do make for the few students who do pay for their classes all goes back to the state anyways. We don't get to retain that. Universities retain that money. Even the Cal States and UCs, that's how they make their money to pay for the campus. Even on top of the fact that they do like blue and gold scholarships, Mm -hmm. middle class scholarships, Cal grants that cover it all. They're still getting the revenue from that. Okay. So that's a longer talk for another day, I <laughs> yeah, guess, that's right? That, that could be like a 10-hour show. That's a 10-hour show. Yeah. We don't want to go 10 hours, people. In <laughs> fact, we're going to play some music so we can roll off into our last sip segment here. All right, and we're back again for uh, because we only did one cup. We're just going to do one last sip. That is super loud. I like that. <laughs> All right, Dana. So that we can close out and give the people uh, their money's worth. Yeah. Is anyone paying for this show? Wait, no one's paying for it. They're getting all they're going to get. Any I dare you twos for our wonderful crowd? Maybe not necessarily I, and I dare you, well, but just want to wish a happy Father's Day mm-hmm. Uh to all the dads out there. And then if you don't have kids, I'm pretty sure in some way you've um, mentored someone and you, maybe you don't even know that you've mentored this in, That's these true. individuals, you know, That's so, true. you know, treat yourself, enjoy your day. And uh, also it's Juneteenth too. So that's, that's right. awesome as well. So if you can get out and, you know, celebrate that, maybe go to some um, parades or events that are going on. Uh, but that was my, Sort of I dare you to. I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback on yeah. that as uh, an I dare you to for those in the Los Angeles area. Or if you're near a ballpark that has a game going on, <laughs> I will tell you that the Dodgers have their bucket hat 
day for Father's Day on oh, Sunday. Oh, nice. And so what does that do? What, is, what does that entail? Uh, so if you're the first 35,000 or 40,000 people, uh-huh. you get the bucket hat, you know, that kind <gasps> nice. of. Nice. Yeah, and it looks really nice. That's cool. So you're going to go? No, I've already got other plans for the day. Okay. And I'm going uh, tonight to the game, so. Okay, uh, Yeah. By the way, uh, yeah. so congratulations, Golden State Warriors. Oh, that's right. That, let's get that in real quick because, you know, there's a team that's been really struggling. No, they're not. What, four championships in eight years? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, boo-hoo. Steph Curry. All right, no. yes. It was, it was it, you know, uh, in talking with people, again, because it's not an L.A. team, you know, you talk to people like, who are you going that? for? It's like, well, realistically, it's hard to go for Boston because them and L.A. Lakers have been knocking heads forever. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm like, oh, Cali, California team. Yeah, and then to just go up the five for a couple of hours. And That's true. But, no, it was a – I didn't catch the whole game. I tuned in before the half to see that Golden State had a pretty sizable lead. And I tuned in uh, towards the end of the third where uh, it was like, oh, Boston still has a chance. And then I tuned back out and came back in with like five minutes ago. I was like, hmm. I assume Boston. Uh, I'm surprised there's anyone left in the arena. So, you know, it was played in Boston, watching the game. They just they, they just collapsed. Is is the only way to put it. Yeah. Well, such is life. <laughs> wow. Wow. In other words, uh, Dana's word to the Boston fans were, uh, "You suck." No. Oh no, I would not no. say, especially <clears throat> in Boston. Come yeah. on, man. I'm not trying to get murdered. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Boston. One Next of those- year. Next year. What? Uh, like, you know, they can always make it back next year. Oh, there yeah. that's that's kind words of encouragement. Yeah, there we yeah. Go. We'll see you again next year, Boston. That's right, Boston. Yeah. That yeah. that includes all you people who go to the fantastic universities you have, the super yeah. smart ones. Absolutely. And then the people that when you hear them from Boston, it's like, mm, I'm not gonna hang in your neighborhood, man. <laughs> I'm afraid I'll get stabbed. Oh wow. Well, tell us how you really <sighs> feel, Dennis. My <sighs> Sorry. word. It's yeah. a it's a t- it's a town that has dichotomy, you know? Super smart people, not so super smart people. Oh wow! I'm just saying. That sounds like most cities. Uh, that's true. <laughs> no, and the only thing is, I'm going to say the same thing about L.A. And you know, L.A. can be like, yeah, but we got fantastic universities. I'm like, so it's a city of six and a half million. Would you say six million of them are going to UCLA right now? No. Especially at Caltech. The- no. And I was going to say, especially at those prices. No. That's a whole other conversation, though. I'm just saying we have the super smart and the super dumb. And, and most of us fall in between. Okay, I was gonna say we just that's why, you know, that you know, that IQ is a hundred, you know, is the is supposedly the middle. Hopefully in, in our lifetimes that number goes up as far as actual um where that balance point is that we right. all get smarter in general. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think it's moving that much. Uh oh. Not around here. Oh boy. Just saying. <laughs> well, okay, I better stop now before we get ourselves into trouble, Dana. <laughs> Cause you know, I will get myself into trouble. Yes, you will. So as you know, we've only got a few more shows, so uh, let's move on from this one. I want to thank my co-host, Dana, for joining us today on What's Brewing Sisva, and thank you, our audience, for tuning in. What's Brewing Sisva is a production of Studio 1051, a creative collaboration of me and Dennis. This has been episode number 197, recorded Friday, June 17th, 2022. Have a great day, everyone, and, and have, have a, a great, great weekend. weekend.